0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our morning agenda show and this time I am delighted to be joined by the returning Mr Tom Canton. Tom, how was your day off?
1: Yeah, it was not bad mate, not bad, nice and chill, got some work done, went to the garden centre, got some plants for the garden, I'm such an adult now. Yeah, I was was about to say, (laughs) that's the first thing I was (laughs) about to say, you're getting old bro. I bought bought some like the other week and like they've gone brown. They've died. So apparently I bought them too late. So I've got some like evergreen ones where like you have to be a real like serial killer gardener to actually kill them off. So they might work. (laughs) So you did have a good day then? Yeah, it was chill. I needed it.
0: It was much, much needed. Yeah. That's good, that's good. It's crazy, you know, like when we don't see each other for like a day and so much happens. Mm. Uh, we'll speak about Bukayo Saka uh, winning the PFA Young Player of the Year award. Fantastic achievement. Mm. Obviously, four representatives from uh, an Arsenal side, that perspective, Saliba, Odegaard, Ramsdale and Saka also being included in the Team of the Year. But speaking about uh, Bukayo himself, massive achievement, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think um, it was interesting to see if he was going to pick it up because there was part of me that thought, I don't know if Erling Haaland's too old for it, but like yeah, he's, still, yeah. he's still quite young, isn't he? So I was like, is yeah. I mean, I don't know what the category is. He's, to be fair, he's 23 now, so, and he turned 23 in July, so maybe you have to be, what, 21 and under. It's mad to think that Saka is still 21 years of age. So, you know... Um, He'll turn 22 uh next month. And if, I think it's actually next week is his birthday, I'm pretty sure. September the fifth, yeah, it is next week. Uh is Saka's birthday. So he'll be twenty-two on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, he was the outstanding candidate of all those that could go in for it for that award. And his rise, you know, has just been absolutely incredible. Uh and I think the fact that Arsenal spent 72 million pounds on a winger and then, you know, they've had this kid come through and just completely oust him from that position and made him look like You know, we definitely don't need him. So yeah, brilliant work. Did you see that video
0: on social media that's been trending? Of
1: him being shown the fan reaction
0: sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I was emotional, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I love those types of things. Like if you're a player and you look at that video, would you ever want to leave this football club?
1: It, I mean, it would take someone pretty cold-hearted to watch that and leave, wouldn't it? You know, so, yeah, I love that. I love that clip, just seeing kind of it was like, oh,
0: mad, like, you know, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, fantastic achievement. And then briefly, um, Odegaard, Saliba, obviously Bukayo himself and Aaron Ramsdale being included in the team of the year. It's it's, a, it's another positive for Arsenal because it shows the development of the team, how we're progressing the fact that we've got four players included in the team of the year. And I think it was voted by the fellow peers, was it? Was it by
1: I think the fans? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Players, uh, professional football association. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be the fellow players, yeah.
0: Massive achievement, isn't it?
1: Mm, I mean, the last time we had a player in that 11 was just a Bamiang, like two or three years ago, I think. Um and to think kind of now we've got four, one of them is the, the best young player in the country. That shows you kind of how far we've come. I think the last Arsenal player to win the PFA Player of the Year award was Van Persie back in like 2012 or 2011 mm. or something like that. We should Young Player of the Year as well. Wasn't it? Yeah. So and that, was, that must have been like a decade ago, mm. surely. Like more than yeah. a decade. So yeah, so to see like kind of where we're at now is great and you know it shows you the pathway it shows you the the coaching of the young players that we've got the level of coaching that we have and
0: shows we're on the right path yeah marcus in the chat has spoken about um, the carabao cup draw we'll speak about that uh, briefly mm. as well arsenal facing brentford away from home in the third round third round i think is yeah third oh, round yeah. No, we we come in
1: now so that spurs get knocked out before we get into that competition typ- typical spurs like
0: uh, <clears throat> you see this clips on social media tottenham are back the angela started they eliminated after the second round of the carabao cup typical tottenham a eh? but david royal will be allowed um to make his debut um against um brentford um mm looking forward to that game some some interesting ties isn't it yeah it's uh, you know you obviously if i'm going to be going to
1: that you want like a draw not away at newcastle on a tuesday night or something like that yeah it was man city last year in the fourth round um no it was was, so we had brighton didn't win the third round but we had uh, man City in the fourth round of the fa cup on like a really cold weekday night getting up to manchester and yeah. (laughs) yeah i was there for that one nil defeat and um yeah, going to Brentford is, I always look out for the travel distances. Brentford's not bad. Just kind of drive around the M25 around the bottom and you're there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think that it's a relatively okay. I know a lot of fans have said it's not a good draw, but I think it's not too. I mean, they squeezed past Newport, I think, on penalties to get to that round. And I know they're a better team than that. And they've got some very decent players. But with no Tony, um, you know, they're always going to be a bit weaker. So I'm hopeful that, you know, that we can progress. I'd like to see us go far in this competition if we can. We've got the squad for it. So mm-hmm. use Smithrow, use Raya, use Jorginho, you know, use uh, these players that haven't been getting too many minutes. Uh, Gabriel, you know, he's a second you know, second team player now, Gabriel.
0: So, <laughs> so yeah, we've got to try and use him. Yeah, definitely. I think Manchester City in the past have proven how successful the Carabao Cup can be. Um, They've got great track record in in winning this competition, so why can't Arsenal have a good run um, this season? But let's speak about um, transfers in terms of outgoings. First, uh, for Lauren Belligan, uh, move... Has finally been confirmed to Monaco. A lot of Arsenal fans um a bit frustrated on social media in terms of the fee. Um yeah. thirty-four thirty-four million pounds, I think it was. Yeah, was with a, a seventeen
1: and a half percent selling clause sell we've clause. reported
0: at FL. Yeah. What's your tip? What's your take on, on that?
1: I you know, I have been asking for Arsenal fans to come to me and mm. say how they would have sold him for more. Um, you know, because it's really easy to say, oh, we didn't get enough money for Balogun. But we had to sell him this summer because if he was to stay, you know, he wasn't going to play. His value would have got diminished significantly. He would have had one year left on his deal next year. So you had to sell him now. Um, It was the perfect time to sell him. We could have lost him on a free, you know, two or three years ago for like nothing, you know. So to sell him to the continent for 40 million euros, which I think is near to their kind of records signing that I think they. James Rodriguez was 45 Falcao was 50 so you know pretty close to their record signing I think he's a great bit of business by Arsenal and for those to think that it isn't I've challenged people just come to me and say how would they have got more money and how did they expect Edu to get more money and I haven't had anyone come up with a strategy yet so I'm
0: still waiting what about you though Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, I've seen a lot of people mention the fact that Chelsea are set to sign Cole Palmer for £45 million, but you can't be in a situation where you don't want Balogun to go to one of our rivals, Chelsea, Hmm. Tottenham, etc. And Hmm. if they do put up the money, then you're complaining on the other side, saying, why have we sold such a player who's got potential to one of our rivals? We haven't. And no disrespect to Monaco, etc., but they're not going to be putting in a lot of money for for one of our players they're not going to be going or exceeding uh past the 50 million pound mark because you rarely see you rarely see teams from abroad do that so we're in a situation that i think arsenal have done the right thing sending him abroad um to be honest as an arsenal fan i would not have wanted to see Balogun play for chelsea or tottenham because there's a risk element there if he proves to be a success we could be made to look a bit silly in terms of that. So, Arsenal have done the right thing, I think. Um, I think they've got a good deal. I think the sell-on clause is good as well. I think, give it a couple of years, I think Balogun will have a successful period in Monaco. And he'll move yeah. again. He will move again because then there's going to be more clubs on the table looking to yeah. sign him because they'll see that he's proved a success. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think um, it's win-win, really,
1: isn't it? Like mm. If you think about it, you've got a player that We've either sold at his peak, and we've got the most money he'll ever go for, uh, in which case we did the right thing, or he's not yet at his peak in terms of value, and Arsenal get a really good sell-on clause. You know, so I don't see how we've done badly in that deal. You know, so uh, and as I say, I don't see how we would have got any more with the Cole Palmer thing. That's a lot of money they've paid. The reason they've paid that amount of money is a because. They're Chelsea, B because it's the end of the window. Uh, and C, it's because he's going from one Premier League team to another as a homegrown youngster. So even though Balogun's homegrown, he's moving abroad, which means that isn't a factor in the deal for Monaco. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why Palmer's gone for that amount of money and why we've got what we've got for Balogun. I think personally, Balogun is a, is a better player than Palmer, but there's a lot of reasons why Palmer's gone for more. You know, I had a few discussions with people yesterday talking about how like um how City have been able to get you know the money that they've got for their youth players. I think they've made something like eighty odd million this summer mm. from just youth players. Yeah. Is they is it? Um, Charles. Um, they Trafford. lost Shea. They've Trafford lost Trafford well. uh, and now Palmer as well. And they've got um, something like eighty million plus. They've got a sell on for Lavier Bo- as well. Has
0: Bog- left as well? Has he gone? Borgias, maybe. Um,
1: I can't top of my head.
0: Ajax, I think.
1: Yeah, maybe that's, maybe I'm thinking of him as one of the. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, I think it was. Was it Charles Borges? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you have Shay Borges and Trafford are the other three on top of Palmer. So, you think about that, right? Name me in the last decade. I was doing this with a friend of mine yesterday. Name me in the last decade how many City youth players have got into their senior team? Hmm. There should be one obvious one Foden. Foden, yeah, yeah. Can you name any more? Chat box, let me know if you can name any more. I don't think so. Right, so Arsenal, how many Arsenal youth players have got into the scene? let's say got 30 plus senior appearances, you know, <laughs> for Arsenal in the last decade. I'll give you the list. Saka, Smith-Rowe and Ketia, Nelson, Maitland-Niles, Willock, Bellerin, Awobi, Wilshire, Chesney, Gibbs, Coquelin and Bentner. And I think there might be more, but that's all I could think of. Hmm. So the difference between City and Arsenal is that City produced a lot of good players that, you know, are sold for a very decent amount. And to be fair, you know, we've sold some youth players like Awobi, Chesney, Willock, you know, for upwards of 60 million. I mean, that Balogun deal I think takes our youth sales over something like over a hundred million in in our history or something like that. But when we produce young players, they get they play, you know, hmm. and they get minutes. Whereas at City you're really struggling to get minutes. And whilst you might go out on loan and get up that experience, for Arsenal, we produce players to try and play. And that's why you don't necessarily see. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes players leave on a free, like Maitland-Niles. Sometimes you get near 40-odd million, like you do with Iwobi or Balogun. You know, so... Actually, when people look at and say, well, why can't we do what City do? Well, there's a reason why we don't do what City do. It's because we actually use the youngsters and the Mm. idea is that they get in the team. Whereas City have a really poor track record of actually giving a pathway to the senior side for their young kids. And only Foden and then Palmer, who's now been sold after looking like he might get some time, Mm. um, has gone. So, yeah, I think that's the difference.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because you you make a good point. I think Manchester City, they're on the verge of selling a couple of uh, other youngsters. I think uh, Coyle is one of them. He's moved yeah. into Wolves in the same deal He with moved in part of the Nunez deal, didn't yeah. he? Yes. and then yeah. I think James McAtee as well. His future is up in the air and Manchester yeah. City, they don't mind um, selling him. So that's a- another one to watch him yeah. in the last 24 hours I, look, yeah. I think we
1: can be better at loans like in terms of like you know getting kids out on loan like Patino we didn't get a permanent deal for him this summer like he mm. should have been one of those that got we got like 15 odd million quid for you know something around that figure but he's going to go down to one year left on his contract next year hopefully he has a really good season at Swansea but others like Miguel Aziz you mm. know went to Spain didn't do well went to Wigan didn't do well It's not yeah I think I don't know what it is you know they've got I think it's Ben Napper is the lone guy at Arsenal. You know, I, I'm not saying that you know he's not doing a good enough job. What I'm saying is that I think that you know maybe we need to have a think about what other teams are doing really, really well, how they're doing it really, really well, and look at what maybe we need to do to improve things.
0: Mm. No, I, it's it's a good point. It's a good point. Let me ask you a question. Um, there's been talk that a defender may not be possible in the last 24 hours, and there's been talk yeah. on Royal Waters. Um, yeah. being fast track potentially, into the team. You see that clip from Zinchenko speaking about real waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, What's your take on it? Do you think he's ready for the step up?
1: I think that if he's not ready now to get some minutes, when mm. is he ever, you know? Yeah. When are you going to get him in? The t- because Timber's going to come back for next season, so that's another player coming into the fold. If we do sign someone now, it's another player he's got to compete with, I'd say, you know, that Brentford game, right, you know, in the Carabao Cup, I'd start Walters in that game. Mm. You know, I'd use a strong team and have one or two wild cards. And I think Walters should be one of those that we, you know, if we don't, especially if we don't sign defender today and tomorrow, put Walters at right back against Brentford in the Cup you know, use Saliba and Kivior and, you know, someone else at left-back maybe and use Jorginho and Rice or Jorginho and Partey, you know, use some semi, you know, kind of a mix between the first-teamers and and some of the depth squad. Use Smith-Rowe, um, start Jesus. He might not be starting games yet. You know, we don't know. So... I would use Waters in that game because I think of all the youth players, he's probably the one here that I'd say has got the best chance with Noineri of, you know, and he'd be on the bench probably for that game, you mm-hmm. know, to to get them opportunities. So yeah, I would say against
0: Brentford, use Waters. Yeah, Marcus in the chat box says, um, Vinny said Walters. I think he said Zinny. Zinny said Walters yeah. most impressive player coming through and even managed to hold off Jesus in training. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because like Arteta has been um, allowing him to participate in training. I think he went to Dubai as well um, in the winter camp um, last season. I think it was so he's in and around the first team setup. So again, it's one to watch." Maybe Mikul is probably thinking we don't need another defender, but I'm probably on the opposite in terms of that. Um, Let's speak about potential incomings. Alexander Bar, Benfica, defender, Danish international. Do you know much about him, TC? I didn't. Um, I
1: messaged a couple of people that watch plenty of Portuguese football when I saw those links emerge a couple of days ago he's not really of the style that we have in terms of players, which you could look at as a good thing and say, you know, it brings variation, Mm -hmm. but he's not a timber replacement. You know, he's a much more, ironically, he was described to me as like the Tavares of the right-hand side, as in question marks defensively, good going forwards. But, could you see him playing in an Arsenal team and getting found out? Probably. But mm-hmm. that said, we currently use a right back in inverted commas in Partey that's not really, you know, defensively as a right back, you know, you wouldn't look at him and say, oh, we've upgraded the defensive area of that position. And, you know, we have a lot of control going forward. So maybe having someone different is. That said, those links have basically disappeared as quickly as they arose. Like we've not heard any. We've not had any, I've certainly not heard anything. We've not seen any corroborating stories from other uh, fellow journalists, you know, in England reporting that story. So it's been very contained in, in Denmark. And all it was was that Arsenal are one of the teams that are interested. You know, it's just a link that you see throughout the window. So, hmm.
0: yeah, we'll see. Let me ask you a question. With what less than like, 24 hours left of the window, yeah. And hmm. Arsenal, say for example, they don't make any additional signings. And they've signed Rice, Timber, David Raya, and what's the lot? Hakai Havertz. Completely forgot about him as so, well. <laughs> four four <laughs> players. Would you be happy with that window with what everything has happened in terms of Timber's injury, the yeah. outgoings? Again, there's still players that we need to ship off. Would do you think Arsenal are now at a stage where if the transfer window was to close tomorrow? arsenal can challenge manchester City up until may for the Premier League title be honest
1: i i said this i think the other day that i'm kind of in this gray area between success and failure with this window because we've done really good things and timber was one of those but losing him you have to like you have to accept that you have to address that and so if we don't bring in another defender You know, I've got concerns and I can't say that we've successfully, you know, improved the squads in every area because arguably with Tierney leaving and Timber injured, the defence is weaker technically, you know, on the numbers side, even though the the players, you would say, have grown and developed by a year. So they're better. But, you know, you've lost Tierney. um, You've not replaced on the right for the season because Timber's out. You've not reacted to that injury. But we have improved the midfield. We have improved the goalkeeping position significantly. We have improved, you would argue, the forward line with Havertz coming in who can play and, and I think will play some games at centre-forward as well. So, and obviously we've renewed Saka's contracts, Saliba's contracts, Nelson's contract, um, Gabriel, Ramsdale have all been renewed as well, which I think you have to take into consideration also that the work that we've done this this summer. But I'm still not comfortable saying it's a success because I looked at the window and thought we have to sign a defender which we did but then we lost them We've lots of time still left in the window and we've not replaced them so it's I'm in this kind of gray area what I think we're looking at is you said there like are you confident we can challenge to the end of the season thankfully we don't have to have this squad all the way through to the end of the season because the January window is there and I think you have to assess things. Do I think if the squad that we have now all stay as fit as possible, and that includes banking on Zinchenko, banking on Tomiyasu, banking on Saliba's back not playing up, can we survive till January? Absolutely. But you will have to get a bit, you know, is my microphone going weird? Someone's in the chat. For, me, weird. for no? me, it's all right, but I don't you know. It's fine. Okay.
0: I yeah. see um, people uh, issue with the mic. Go on, you take over oh. while I sort this out. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it's an interesting one because I think I'm in the same uh, mindset as you. I think if at the start of the window, I think we have done some very good business, business, sorry, positive business. Timber, yeah. Havertz, Declan Rice, uh, mega signing, statement of intent, David Raya. But I look at Arsenal now with uh, the window set to close, and I think we could be in a weaker position. Not many people are speaking about the fact that in January Thomas Party will be off to the african cup of nations and tomiyasu will be participating in the asia the cup, cup for japan yeah. the two big players TC, mm. part of our defensive system and they're going to be out for potentially a month um, if things go well for ghana and japan respectively and say for example we don't strengthen in the last 24 hours zinchenko his availability is always a question mark we will be in a far weaker position. I think Manchester City, when they won the treble, you probably thought to yourself, oh, "All right, they're going to they're going to go a bit easy now." They've yeah. they've done what they wanted to do, but they've gone again. And I know they've lost some key players, Gundogan, Riyad Mahrez. But what have they done? They've reduced the size of the squad in terms of the age difference. They've bought in players which are younger and which have potential to improve. Gavido, top signing. I think he's going to be one for the future. Matias Nunes, uh, a great player, someone that will be comfortable playing in Manchester City system as as a number eight. Kovacic, another top player, bought for, what, £25 million? Good signing. Uh, Doku, another player, versatile. So they've strengthened when you look at everything. And if if we're being yeah. a bit yeah. harsh, they've got... They've, they've, they've lost got, the port, they've lost
1: Gundogan who are, you know, Gundogan is a massive loss for them. You know, I don't think they've replaced um, his quality. I think they've replaced it long-term, like they've covered themselves with Kovacic and Nunez. Guardiola is is without a doubt, you know, alongside Saliba, the best young defender in the world. Um, Doku is an interesting one, right? So I'm not fully convinced by him at the moment. And it's interesting that I found it really interesting that, City came in for him actually.
0: Because you, he was you, being linked but do, with but do, sorry, do you think Pep Pep Guardiola's trying to go back to what he done a few years ago when he had those wide players explosive, Balibo, like Sane, Sterling, yeah. etc.? Yeah,
1: maybe. Maybe. Which means I assume in two years' time Arsenal will do that, you know. No, but we already to have more wingers than City do, you know. We've used Sakura Martinelli and Nelson and Trossard and players like that. I, I think um I just think that whilst their business is good,
0: hmm.
1: I still think, though, they will suffer from not having Gundogan. They'll suffer from maybe not having a Laporte uh, to back them up with Guardiola still learning the league. Um, I, th- I still think there's an opening, you know. The problem for me is, is I'm not really fussed about other clubs as much as I was last season because I just think we need to focus on ourselves. Like, all the talks on the title, all the talks on looking at other teams and looking at us dropping points and we're two points behind the City, I'm not thinking about you know, that really as much now. I, I was listening to the Askcast, Cast and James said it. He was saying like, you know, I'm just focus on Arsenal right now. Just focus on what we're doing. We're learning this new system. Yes, the expectation and the aims have to be trying and you be better than last year and compete for a title and all that. But at the moment, just focus on Arsenal, focus on what we're doing, you know, and then everything else is, is secondary to that. So we just need to focus on getting, you know, making ourselves as efficient as possible. And I'm hoping that we do that, but there are things we need to sort out still. If the window was to end
0: and no more signings, what would you rate it? Before we move on to the last topic, seven. Yeah, I think that's that's I think that's fair enough. I'd go. Yeah, the
1: same. I think I said if Smith Rowe or Gabrielle left, it would be like a five or six. Because yeah. that's like, that's ridiculous. But if they both stay, which I think they will, are you have you changed your mind on Smith Rowe now? They bought Palmer, Yeah,
0: now, now they bought Palmer, but like I saw, I'm, I'm they're not the best sources. On social media, you talking to say Brighton. about Brighton, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I guarantee you that comes from us
1: talking. about I just feel like someone's watched <laughs> that and then taken it because no one else oh, said Brighton God. until we talked
0: about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. But no, I'd agree. I think seven is a fair enough rating. And let's just hope um, our players, which include Gabriel and the Muslim for, they'll be staying past mm. the, the deadline. Um, final topic of this morning, TC. Finally, finally, the Champions League draw. How excited yeah. are
1: you for this? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Actually, um, did you see my sim that I did this morning? Um,
0: no, I, know. I missed your show this morning, man. I woke up I
1: late. Done a, <laughs> I done a sim today, looking at uh, you know if it was just kind of a random one, just to see what we pulled out. Do you want to guess who we got from pot one? Uh, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, yeah. <laughs> and then Lazio and Celtic were the other two teams, um, which is a hard group because Lazio are a good team. Um,
0: What's your ideal?
1: If I offered you buying Lazio Celtic, would you take it? Um, would you re-roll? Well, no, no. I think I'd re-roll as well. Yeah. yeah, and probably end up getting like you know. It's a tough. It's a tough place to go to. Parkhead.
0: Parkhead. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It is. Um, it's an easier trip to go to though. To be fair, you know, I train yeah. up to Edinburgh, <laughs> 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 um, and then across to the Glasgow. Can you go straight to Glasgow from? I don't know. I think you have to go to Edinburgh and change. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a nice train route actually. To be fair, because you use the same trains up to Newcastle, but um, I think that uh, I think the best case scenario is Feyenoord, um Copenhagen, which yeah. if you go to is really expensive, and Antwerp. <laughs> I think which is really three. You know, nice Copenhagen's nice, Antwerp's nice. Um, Feyenoord's Port-Port in Rotterdam. Here? I think is it. Yeah. Um, so that's three nice places. Uh, pot four is decent.
0: Pot four is decent. You've got young boys, you've got Real Sociedad. I think Real Sociedad are probably the toughest in pot four. Yeah. Galatasaray, Celtic. Obviously, we can't face Newcastle. Union Berlin. Um, they're an interesting side. Uh, I think in the last couple of years, they've improved a lot, developed a lot. Mm. Antwerp and Lens, which is another shock. Um, Lens had a really yeah, good season last year. Very good year. season. Yeah. Very El Yuahu's there now as well. Yeah, very good season. Um, but yeah. I've just got a funny feeling, TC. I think we could be meeting Harry Kane again. It's
1: inevitable, (laughs) mate. He is inevitable, is Harry Kane. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll face Bayern at some point, whether it's in the groups or the first round of the knockouts. You know, it will happen.
0: Who would be your worst-case scenario group? Worst-case scenario for me would be Bayern Munich, um, obviously Arsenal, um, AC Milan and uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah, Tierney. Yeah, you can play against. Can you play? Us. You can play. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you can play against us. Yeah, interesting. So that interesting. would be interesting. Before but, we wrap up, and I know we moved on from transfers, but if I was to say, ask you if you could, could like try and predict a shock signing.
0: Right,
1: it's hard. Thing. So I did this. I did this yesterday, and we had some good yeah, suggestions. So, but Carl Walker Peters was my shock guess. Not to say that I want him, but. He would be, I feel you like, one of those that just pops out of nowhere. Yeah. And Arsenal, Southampton, you know, we've got good links with them. So yeah, I'd say Cabo is would be my shock signing prediction. I would take him.
0: I would take him to be honest. Yeah,
1: I'll take him over nothing, I think. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Someone is versatile. Um, I'll probably go I think it's if it's anyone, it's gonna be someone from abroad. I said a few weeks ago. I remember, I said Klosterman. I don't even know why he came. <laughs> Literally been not talked about at all. Exactly. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Happen. Not talked about. Not spoken about. But you could see it happening. But let's see what happens. I think um, a surprise would be nice, similar to when we signed Takira Tomiyasu. Mbappe is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's not happening whatsoever. But yeah, a nice surprise would be good from the defensive side of things. But before we wrap up, TC, in terms of the Champions League draw. I look at the draw, you know the teams that are participating this season. I think Arsenal are four favourites in terms of right now. We could challenge for it if we get a nice draw, favourable draw in the group stages. Because I look at the teams in and around. Paris Saint-Germain, I don't think, um, are as strong as last season. Bayern Munich, I think they've got weaknesses in their game. I know they're playing Harry Kane, but defensively, I don't think they're all... I'll tell
1: you what, I'd really bank on us doing something against them. Yeah.
0: Bro, defensively they're not they awful.
1: Mm. We'll you know our last game in the Champions League is the 10-2. That's our last yeah. Champions League game.
0: Wow, that's not nice. That's, that's seven years ago.
1: Like seven years ago. Yeah, that's how long. I wow. was. I was still at uni wow. when that. Yeah, okay, that's mad. Yeah, you were twelve. You know, so no, no, not. <laughs> was I twelve? No, I wasn't.
0: It'll I was love that time. you're trying to work out. Head, I, think
1: I right? was I twenty. I was no, twenty. No, no. I was twenty. There you go.
0: He's told some people he's revealed his age. <laughs> I think now, honestly, I think I look at the draw, and I think it should be one that Arsenal shouldn't fear any team, but it should be interesting. I think the draw kicks off at five pm. The group stages draws are always long, very long. Mm. They kick off until mm. six or six thirty. But let's see what happens. But TC, thanks for jumping on this morning, mate. Much appreciated. No it mate. Um, yeah, all yeah. good. Mate. All good. Yeah, away from home TC today, not at home. He's, he's in the office. Yeah, no. And if
1: you're unable to watch the Champions League draw, it's at 5 p.m. British Standard Time. There will be a live blog on the football London yeah. website. So I think Tash is running that. So, yeah, if you can't watch it and you want to keep up to date with the draw, um, it will be available on the football London website from 3 and it'll be doing a drawing at 5. So you can watch it that You can tune in there.
0: Yeah, let us know in the comments who you think Arsenal will get in the Champions League draw. Let us know your favorite draw, let us know the teams that you don't want to face, but we will be interesting to see what happens. The only London representative in the Champions League this season, so bask in the glory. But if you have enjoyed the show uh, folks, uh, make sure to drop a like, comment, subscribe and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Glory, 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 glory.